What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast, coming at you on Thursday, September 29th, uh, and we are going to be talking about the NFL once more. Um, we're going to be talking about the results from week three, as well as my new top ten, and then my predictions for week four. So let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and get straight into it. So we're going to start with the Thursday game, obviously the Steelers against the Browns. Um... The Steelers had opportunities to win this game. The Browns won 29-17. should start with that. The Steelers had opportunities to win this game. Uh, both offenses had opportunities to take over. Um, neither really... It was obviously, as you can tell, Brissett did well, and Nick Chubb uh, on the on ground game for Cleveland did well also, and I think I can attribute that to the offensive line. They held the Steelers just as about as well as any other team has, and... Because of that, they got the win. <clears throat> uh, I think it was like a fumble. It, this score was 23-17, and then there was like a fumble on like a lateral play at the very end, so that bumped up the score a little bit. But um, yeah, about a, it was about going to be about like a six-point uh, six win for the Browns. And kind of just what I expected. I took Cleveland to win and cover that spread. Um, just don't believe in the Steelers this year, uh, which is unfortunate. And when you have Trubisky as your quarterback, there's not much you can do um, besides just sit back and let it happen. Uh, the next game I will be talking about is the Kansas City Chiefs against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Colts were 6.5-point underdogs, and they won this game 20-17. to 17. Um, They put up less yards than the Chiefs' offense, and the Colts were able to run the ball just well enough to be able to control this game. Um, <clears throat> Matt Ryan was able to be okay. He kind of matched the production that the Chiefs got out of Patrick Mahomes, which you can't say about Matt Ryan all too much. Um, it took a muff punt the first quarter and I think a couple of missed, or maybe one missed point after and a missed field goal. Just a lot of, a lot of special teams errors in this one, and that's really what the downfall of the Chiefs was. <clears throat> they even forced more turnovers in the Colts than they still lost this one. Um, it's just the special teams has to get fixed, and I think they will be able to do that. Um, but it, if they don't, man, special teams can tell you that was the story of the, the 2021 Green Bay Packers. Terrible special teams all year long. And it, it when it came time to play in the playoffs, it bit them there too. They just never fixed it. Um, but this is a very big upset here. Uh, very surprised the Colts won this one. They are now one one and one. So okay, very surprising. I said brought the Chiefs down to two and one in the AFC. Next we have the Texans and the Bears. Um, this is a very very early uh, number one pick uh, game right here. Two teams that are sort of trying to lose. Uh, it ended up being the Texans. Um, this was very close. Texans had multiple drives in the fourth quarter to try and win it. Um, but Davis Mills came to the rescue, getting, getting the Texans closer to that number one pick there. So, <clears throat> uh, the Bears won it in the end. Uh, Fields threw the ball just 17 times with eight completions to the Bears and two to the Texans. Uh, that leads to a QBR of 33.1, by the way. It's pr very, very bad. Um... And, you know, it might be time for the Bears to admit that Fields might not be the guy. Um, Davis Mills was okay. 250 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Uh, they just couldn't get it done when it mattered late there in the game. Uh, I had the Bears winning this one. Uh, so, 
for those keeping track, that's two and one so far. This was a terrible week, though. It was a terrible week for my predictions. Everything went wrong, um, including in this one. Uh, the Saints against the Panthers. Man, I believed in the I, I believed in these Saints, uh, but they're just not proving me right at all. Um, they couldn't get anything done against this Panthers defense, which isn't bad. It's not bad defense, but I expected more out of the Saints. That's for sure. The box score would actually tell you the Saints would have won this game, but Carolina forced three turnovers, including a scoop and score, and so that that is kind of ultimately what decided it. Um, Baker Mayfield didn't play well, and one he had one short pass to I think it was Lavisca Chanel, which he took seventy yards to the end zone, and that made up most of Baker's one hundred and seventy passing yards on the day. Was that one pass? Yeah, he, he was pretty bad, but CMC was good on the ground. Jameis wasn't terrible, but he threw, threw the ball for a ton of times for 350 yards, just about, and one touchdown, one interception. I just, uh, Saints bottled it, and fumbling the football is never good, and they just keep doing that. So I, re- I, I liked the Saints team to start the year, but loss to the Panthers here really puts a damper on that. <clears throat> and I took the Saints to win this one, so that's another, that's 2 and 2 now. We're 2 and 2 so far. Next. We have the Raiders against the Titans. Titans were one and a half point underdogs. They ended up pulling off the win here. Uh, I took the Raiders to win and cover. Um, this was just kind of a tale of two bad teams. Two teams that hadn't started well. Both teams needed a win, especially the Titans after that number one seed last year. And I, I can't say that either offense played very well, but I can't say either defense played well either. It was one of those kind of games. And the only thing that decided it was that missed two-point conversion at the end that kind of saved everybody from watching more of this football game because nobody wanted to watch more of this football game. They wanted it to be over. So that missed two-point conversion was actually a good thing, um, even though I had the Raiders winning. Next, the Bengals against the Jets. Uh, If you'll remember, this was my big pick last week, big upset pick. I was just thinking, you know what? Bengals haven't shown me, haven't proven to me that they've got what it takes this year. And the Jets looked kind of impressive against uh, the, in the previous matchup. So, you know what? I'll just take the Jets here. Bengals will probably win it, but I'll take the Jets. Bengals did end up destroying the Jets, really. Um, they did a great job shutting down the Jets' running game, and they forced Flacco to, fl- to throw, and obviously that's not going to go very well. Um, Burrow and the offense looked in sync. They looked matched up. The O-line did a better job working the line. Very, 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 very pleased with what I saw from the Bengals. This was the Bengals that we saw last year, especially late and in that postseason. They should be able to turn their season right around. 0-2 start, they, that's not too far into the season. They'll be just fine. Um, but that is another one that I had wrong. So I think we're 2-4 right now. So yeah, not a good week. Uh, but next, it's only getting worse, folks. The Bills at the Dolphins. Dolphins were 5.5-point underdogs in this one. And I can't tell you how the Bills lost this game. The Bills had the ball for 41 minutes. They had 31 first down conversions, where the Dolphins only had 15. They had 382 passing yards to the to the Dolphins 171. They had 115 rushing yards to to the Dolphins 41. And total yardage, they had 500 total yards compared to the Dolphins just over 200. And they outplayed the Dolphins. They Bills ran 90 plays. Dolphins ran 39. And you might be thinking, well, maybe the Bills turn the ball over six times. Nope, they had one turnover. I I have no idea. 
how they lost this game. Um, they got that safety with 1 minute 33 seconds left. I can't exactly remember how it came about. Um, but then they drove down the field right after that, and they failed to snap the ball. They were they were in very long field goal range, so it would have been a toss-up either way. But I don't know what the fuck this game was. I mean, I, I think Josh Allen threw the ball like 60 times, so maybe don't do that. Uh, anytime you th- the quarterback's throwing the ball 60 times, it's probably probably not ending up too well. Um, but yeah, th- this just a, an anomaly of a game. Dolphins seem to be playing in those. They, they they won this game, and then they played in that crazy fourth quarter comeback against the Ravens. So this just seems to be the Dolphins' mo this year. Next, we have the Eagles at the Commanders, and the Eagles' mo is to shit on every team they play, uh, except for the Lions in Week One. But everybody gets a Week Week One pass. Um, this was one of those games this weekend that went how it was supposed to go. Not many of those. Um, Hertz has just been just been a solid this year. Um, the, the defense was too strong in this game for the commanders to even think about covering for this one. It was, they were six and a half point dogs defense for the Eagles, which is way too good. Um, this team, I love what I love what I'm seeing from it. And I can't wait for more of their games in the future. I'm, this is a, one of those teams that I will definitely keep watching as the season unfolds. Next, we have the Lions against the Vikings. Uh, the Lions should have won this game. Uh, I did take the Vikings to win and the Lions to cover, which is uh, and what ended up happening. That was a five and a half point favorite. Um, we saw something we don't typically see from the Vikings, and that's the, the late drive in the fourth quarter to win to win the game. Uh, a few late game mistakes and a couple of bad calls by the Lions. They kicked a field goal, a really long field goal, and when they could have just went for it, I think it was like fourth and three. And if they got the first down, they would have won the game. Instead, they missed the field goal, gave the Vikings very good field position, and then they marched down and scored a touchdown, of course. Um, it was a very even game, two pretty good offensive displays, and a couple a couple good defenses going at it. Um, I, I, I glad, I'm, 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 I'm glad I got one this one right. This, this, one, this was a fun game to watch. I, obviously, everybody wants to see the Lions succeed. Even I want to see the Lions succeed. So this is... Not good for them in terms of their year. Um, good for the Vikings, though. They definitely needed to win this one. Uh, definitely needed to. So good for them that they got that. Next, we have the Ravens at the Patriots. Patriots were three-point dogs going into this one. Um, the Pats defense did keep them in this game uh, to start, but eventually the Ravens forced, forced some turnovers, and that tired Patriots defense just couldn't keep up with Lamar Jackson. He had 218 yards through the air, with four touchdowns and 107 yards on 11 attempts uh, on the ground with one touchdown. Uh, that man is in offense. He's got one of the sorest pair of shoulders in the league. Absolutely incredible, this guy is this year. Uh, also important to note, Mac Jones left the game late <coughs> with an injury. I think uh, I don't think he's going to be back this weekend, but uh, maybe, maybe next weekend. Uh, I don't think it's too, too bad. Next game. Next game we're going to talk about Jaguars at Chargers. Jaguars won thirty-eight to ten. I'm not misspeaking there. I'm not misreading my my little script here. The Jaguars won thirty-eight to ten. I Chargers defense got absolutely torched, and the turnovers made it so that this game got out of hand. 
Chargers offense couldn't run. They they had trouble throwing. It was just dumbfounding. And I obviously had the Chargers winning this one. I, I had Jacksonville covering, but I had the Chargers winning. And it just, uh, Trevor Lawrence and that Jags team just kind of, I don't know, they just destroyed them. They just picked out their weaknesses and made do with what they could. And yes, this Chargers team does have injuries to it. Uh, I think J.C. Jackson, they have Corey Lindsley, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's Corey Lindsley. Their center's out. They, um, Keenan Allen, I think, is also out. They, they have a lot of notables. They have a lot of notables uh, injured. Um, but, you know, so do the Buccaneers, and they're not losing by 28 points to the Jaguars, are they? So I, I, I don't know. It's very confusing. I don't want to say that maybe the Jaguars are a good team because that's very dangerous. <clears throat> I don't... I, I, it, but it, honestly, that might be the truth. Like, what if both the, the Jags and the Chargers end the year at 10 wins now? It's kind of like, well, damn, that Chargers team had a reason to lose. They were still a good team. They lost to the Jags who ended up also being a good team. It's very, very such a confusing game. Um, needless to say, the Chargers fell out of my top ten. Next game we're going to talk about is the Packers at the Buccaneers. The Packers won 14-12. to uh, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, they actually should have won by more, because I think on two separate occasions they got into the red zone, and then the Bucs forced a turnover at on the like within the five-yard line. Uh, if it wasn't two times, it was at least once, because I remember the little short slant route to Aaron Jones from out of the backfield, and he fumbled that, or A.J. Dillon, one of the two. So I know of at least one off the top of my head, but this was expected to be a defensive game, and it was. Uh, I just thought the Bucks' defense would be the more dominant one, but in the end, I guess, Green Bay held it, held their own, and if they had, they should have scored more points, and if they would have, that that late two-point conversion wouldn't have really mattered. Um, I don't really know what to think of the Packers team at the moment. Um, the receivers were actually getting open every once in a while, and on top of that, they were catching the football. So that was fun to see. I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to grade this Packers team out, but we'll see how the season keeps going. I do, I do have my thoughts about this Bucks team, and I'll get to that a little bit later. I still think they're a great team, but as I said, we'll get to that later. Next, we have the Rams at the Cardinals. The Rams won this game 20-12. to 12. Uh, The Cardinals were three-and-a-half-point dogs. Uh, I had the Rams winning and the Cardinals covering, and the Rams' defense performed well, and they only allowed, I think, just over 300 passing yards on 58 attempts, so that's pretty damn good. Um, the offense performed well enough. They got that lead at the start of the game and just kind of held on to it. Um... I think I think they would have also had more points. I think they had a turnover on the goal line, so they probably would have had another touchdown. It's kind of similar to the Green Bay one, where a little bit closer maybe than it should have been due to that turnover. Um, and like the Bengals, I think we saw more of a playoff Rams team uh, on on Sunday than we did uh, than we did in the previous two weeks. I still think they they're making mistakes. They're a little bit sloppy, but that we saw more of that. Next, we'll talk about the Falcons. Uh, against the Seahawks. The Falcons played away against the Seahawks. Seahawks are at one and a half point favorites. Uh, I actually had the Falcons winning this one, so that's two in a row. I had the Rams and the Falcons. That's rare this weekend. Um, Falcons running game really just kind of determined this one. 
and uh, Seattle defense just sucks. Just sucks. Um, it has for the past however many years now since they went to the Super Bowl. It's just sucked. And well, the Falcons defense wasn't that good either. Yeah, they made Geno Smith look a, a good like a good quarterback, but. When the Seahawks allowed Cordero Patterson to run for 140 yards on 17 carries, yeah, that kind of determined the game. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the 49ers and the Broncos. What a what a shit game. This was my game of choice to watch or on Sunday night. Yeah, I chose... This was the Sunday night game, actually. This wasn't the afternoon one. So this was the Sunday night game, and what a terrible Sunday night game. My God. I had the 49ers winning this one. And after that first quarter touchdown drive, I thought they were going to run away with it. But then both defenses just shut down the other teams. And then for that final game-winning drive, we saw vintage Russell Wilson. He had to bail out his entire team and win the game for them. Uh, after the drive, the Broncos then forced an interception for Garoppolo, and that sealed it. But, man, if you like defense and shit offense, this must have been a great game for you to watch. But if you don't, like basically everybody... Then this was boring as fuck, and I I really thought that I had thought the 49ers would have complete control on this one. I don't really know what happened to the offense after that first drive. I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I I still don't believe in Nathaniel Hackett. This didn't help me believe in him at all. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think of either of these two teams. I still think the 49ers team is a good team. I'll start with that. I think this 49ers team is still a good team. I, I just... I, I can't really explain the collapse that happened on offense here. Um, but we'll just move on. We'll go ahead and move on to the Monday night football game, the last game of the weekend. I had Daniel... Or I had the Giants winning this one, but they ended up losing 23-16. and We got the Daniel Jones special right here. A uh, bunch of field goals. That's what Daniel Jones will bring to the table. Um, they couldn't really get into the red zone. They settled for field goals all game. Uh, Cooper Rush, I guess, didn't look too bad, but um, I don't know who Tony Pollard is either, but he ran for more yards than Ezekiel Elliott did, so I don't know. Maybe he'll be maybe he'll be good. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's actually all too good, uh, all that good of a running back, um, but we'll see how that goes. The Giants, they just kind of... This is this is just kind of what you have to expect to them. They are not going to step up in these big games and win the ones that they need to win, and that's why by the end of the year, I think they're two and one right now. But by the end of the year, they'll probably be a seven win team, seven and ten, somewhere around six and six and eleven, seven and ten, somewhere around there. Um, so in total, for this weekend of football, I went seven and nine. Absolutely shocking, terrible, just terrible for me right there. Honestly. Should have nailed the, uh, should have nailed, I, I'm not going to give myself a, a bad point for the 49ers Broncos one, that was stupid. The Packers, Bucks, Buccaneers one, maybe I should have seen that coming with the injuries on the Bucks side, but I just had no faith in the Packers to even score one touchdown. That's why I kind of went that route on that one. Uh, the Chargers game, if you pick the Jaguars, you're a Jacksonville fan. Alright, I had the Lions, or I had the Vikings to win in that Lions one, so that's, you know, that's fine. The Bills game, I don't know how the Bills didn't win that one. I took the Jets, okay, that's on me. Uh, I took the Raiders against the Titans, whatever. The Saints, I had more faith in the Saints than I thought they were going to give me, disappointing. But whatever, it was terrible, terrible week. 
you know, for predicting, and we're going to do better this weekend. We're going to do a lot better. But before we get to that, I'm going to go into my new top 10. Uh, I do top 10 teams every week, and um, you can imagine this top 10 as, like, if you're wondering why one team's ahead of another, uh, another team, for example, just think, just my logic is if this team played this team on a neutral field, the team higher would win. I think the team that, higher, that, is, that is one spot higher would beat the team that's one spot lower. And that would go for throughout the whole amount of teams uh, through the NFL. If I was doing like a 32-team list, that's how I would do it. But we're just going to get straight into it. We're going to go start at number 10. At number 10, no change in their rating from last week. I'm choosing the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they left it right until the end, uh, but they did manage to beat the Lions. They did win. Um, the, de- the defense isn't as good as past Viking defenses, but... You've got an offensive-minded head coach now, so I think that will work better for them rather than a defensive-minded one. Uh, and I like the offensive structure they got going on there. Uh, and Dalvin Cook finally got going uh, against Detroit, so that's a good that's a good thing to see if you're a Minnesota fan. Um, I, I would expect the same sort of production out of him against the Saints next weekend. Uh, at number nine, this might surprise some of you, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, they are one and two. They did just lose an absolute snooze fest against the Broncos but their defense they look great they look great outside of that you know last drive where Russell Wilson was just being Russell Wilson um but the offense as we know struggled to move the ball and my thinking is this might just be a blip on the radar maybe they'll struggle for another week or two but you know this is an offense that got Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl uh so they shouldn't you would think they shouldn't struggle too badly to get an offense going. Uh, I love this roster. I love Kyle Shanahan, and that's why they stay in my top ten uh, over multiple other two and one teams. There's a lot of two and one teams out there uh, that could be in this top ten over the 49ers, but I'm gonna keep them in here because I do believe in them, and I I'm liking that roster. Next, number eight, a division rival for them, the Los Angeles Rams. They are 2-1. They are up one spot from last week. Uh, the 49ers, by the way, are down three spots. I had them six last week. They're nine now. The Rams, I went, uh, I put them up one spot. Um, they've just kind of had a sloppy start. Um, they scored early, though, against the Cardinals and maintained, like I said. I uh, like what Cam Akers was able to do against the Cardinals. Uh, but I do think Stafford needs to turn it up a bit. And also, Allen Robinson went to Los Angeles, and it seems like he just is a terrible now like he just can't he's having trouble getting open and when he does get open the ball is already in cooper cup's hands so i don't i don't know what to think about that um again though I, this i still think this is a great team and the fact that they've had a sloppy start and still been able to go two and one kind of just shows you how good of a team this is i think they'll only get better and i love sean McVay. so there you go Next, at number seven, another team that might surprise some of you, another one and two team. I have the Cincinnati Bengals, previously unranked in last week's episode, but again, I loved what I saw. I know it was the Jets, but I loved what I saw in that win. Um, they played great on the defensive side, and they often seemed comfortable, and that's what that's what I think I like about them. And I think the way you beat Cincinnati is you, you have to make that offense uncomfortable, and it might be easy to do uh, with some rosters against that offensive line. Um, yes, this is a one and two team. They really should be three and a whole. I don't know how they're not. 
They lost by three points to the Steelers because the Steelers turned the ball over five times. And then they lost by three points again to the Patriots. And those are two games they should have won. Uh, they had made a lot of mistakes in weeks one and two. Still almost won those games. I just think I think this team will get it together. And I think they will. They'll probably hover around this kind of area on my list throughout the rest of the year. Maybe move up. Maybe move down a little bit. We'll see how the season progresses. But definitely I think a staple of the top ten at least. Next, at number six. The Tampa Bay Bucky Buccaneers. Um, no reason to panic if you're a Tampa Bay fan uh, after that loss to the Packers. They're down two spots from last week. Um, but that's just because they're absolutely beat up everywhere. Everywhere on offense, they're beat up. They were out their top three wide receivers against the Packers. It's probably why they didn't get too much production. They they Their defense as equally as beat up. You know, it's a testament that they only lost this game by a two-point conversion. Um this is a team again. It's only going to get better as the season progresses. They'll get players back. They'll get better. This team will hover around this range while their while their injuries are coming back, and then when they do, they'll they'll move back up in the list. Uh, next at number five, I have the Miami Dolphins uh, up two spots from last week. Um, they just somehow managed to pull it out against the Bills. Um, but I mean, I guess this defense is working well. I, Offense is pretty fun to watch. It's a, one good thing you can take away from the Dolphins season far, so far is that they're pretty clutch. They're winning very close games. They're coming back in fourth quarters. They're holding fourth quarter leads. It's what you need to do to win games. They're looking very good. Um, I, I I can't really believe that the Bills only scored 19 points against them, but we'll see how this defense keeps going. The offense has proven, hey, we can we can hang with these guys. We can do this. So no question marks really on the offensive side. Uh, just got to make sure that the defense stays locked down. If they can hold the Bills to 19 points, I mean, that's very impressive. They should be able to hold anybody to under 21 points. So very good weekend for the Dolphins. And keep playing like this, they'll continue to move up the list. Next, at number four, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they're up one spot from where they were last week. Um, they just keep winning. Um They've beaten teams badly. They beat the Vikings bad. They beat the Commanders bad. Um, they had a bad week one, but every team's allowed to have a bad week one. And, you know, the offense knows what it is. They know what they're doing on offense. They run the ball when those running lanes open up passing lanes. But defense just has been exceptional so far. Um, the front seven has pressured the quarterback, and the secondary covers the receivers. What more could you want from your defense? So Philadelphia Eagles at number four. At number three, I have the Baltimore Ravens. This might be a surprise to some of you, and honestly, I've thought this over many, many times between the Eagles and the Ravens, this spot right here for number three. I've gone back and forth in my head so many times, but as of right now, I'm going to give it to the Ravens, and that's just because of the Lamar Jackson X Factor. Um, I love what I see from this team. The secondary is a little bit young. There's a lot of kids back there. But Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. That offense is so fun to watch. They're not missing Hollywood Brown. Lamar just does it all. And Bateman has been a pretty good receiver. And Mark Andrews has been catching a lot of balls at tight end there. He gets his good share of receptions. This offense, man, it's so dynamic. And I don't think a defense is as good as, you know, I, I love the Eagles defense. But Lamar Jackson so, so dynamic at quarterback that Ravens offense can really do anything. And... While I do love the Eagles, 
I don't know. This is my most shaky spot on the list right here is number three and four between the Eagles and the Ravens, and I could interchange them. You ask me at different hours of the day, and I'll say a different team. Um, but, yeah, that I'll, for now, for my official list, I'm putting the Baltimore Ravens at number three. Next, uh, at number two, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, no change from where they were last week. Uh, this team lost a special teams game. Uh, a couple of missed field goals, like I said, a missed point after, a muff punt. Um, the offense wasn't at its best, especially the running game. Um, but that, that passing game is still doing great, and they're making the Steelers miss uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, that's for sure, because he's performing very well in Kansas City. I have no no worries about this team. They'll continue to win, and unlike the Packers last year, I think they will fix that special teams issue. Uh, but next, the final spot on the list at number one is still the Buffalo Bills. Um, you might be surprised to see that both the number one and the number two teams after losing remain in the same spot. But, but that's just how my top 10 operates. I don't move people down for losing or people up for winning. This isn't a power rankings. I don't have all the 3-0 and teams at the top. Neither of these teams are 3-0 and anymore. Or undefeated anymore, I should say. Um, but I just... This has this seems to got the best roster in the league. Um, they relied a little bit too much on Josh Allen, I think, in that Dolphins game. He threw 63 passes. Um, that's a lot. So they relied a little bit too much on him. And that became a little bit too predictable and made it a little bit easier to play defense in the end for Miami. But yeah, the Bills lost to Miami and, and the Mi- sweltering Miami Heat as well. That that definitely plays a factor. Um, but yeah, I still think this is the best team in football. So there you have it. My top 10, I'll go through it really quick for you just in case. You missed some of it. Minnesota Vikings at number 10. 49ers at 9. Rams at 8. Bengals at 7. Buccaneers at 6. Dolphins at 5, Eagles at 4, Ravens at 3, Chiefs at 2, and Bills at 1. So that's my top 10 for you, and the last segment of today is going to be the Week 4 predictions. Uh, As they were last week, the odds and the lines are according to Fox Sports, uh, Fox Sports bets, Um, but let's get straight into it. The first game we're going to talk about is, of course, the Thursday night game, and that is between the Dolphins and the Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati is 3.5 point favorites. Going to Fox Sports, they are three and a half points favorites. I had to read that twice just to make sure I was reading it right. But even though the Dolphins are three and zero, and the Bengals are only one and two, they're still favored by three and a half points, which I think is fair. I think this is very fair. It's another test for the Dolphins, and it's the first real test for the Bengals. They've slipped up to start the year against some eh teams. This is their first good team that they've had to play. The Bengals are favored here, but the Dolphins would be disappointed if they didn't win this game, uh, especially after that victory against the Bills. But on this short week, it's a short week, I'm, and the Bengals are playing at home, and I like that. Uh, I like I like that Thursday night home team most of the time. So I'll take the Bengals to win this one, but the Dolphins to cover that 3.5-point spread. Next, we'll do Vikings at Saints. It's going to be in the morning over here in the U.S. because it's the London game. Uh, the Saints are technically the away team in this one. Uh, they are 2.5-point dogs. Um... And it's kind of simple here. The Vikings offense and the Saints offense should have two good. They should have good days. Both of those offenses should should uh, perform well. And as long as that happens, um, mistakes will be kind of what decides this one. Um, if the Vikings make too many mistakes, they'll pay the price. Same if the Saints make too many. And so far this year, it's been the Saints making mistakes and the Vikings making not as many, but still making some. So for that reason, I'll take the Vikings to win this one. Um, 
and I'll take this. I'll take the Saints to cover that that two and a half point spread. I've gone back and forth over this, but uh, do I think this is gonna be a close one? Yeah, I'll take the Saints to cover that one. Uh, next, we have the Chargers at the Texans. Um, I have no idea what to think of this game now after last weekend. Uh, Texans are five and a half point underdogs. Um, injuries have ripped apart this Chargers team. Um, this has to be a bounce back weekend for San Diego. And yes, Davis Mills is not bad. I don't like the rest of the offense for Houston. I I think the Chargers are definitely going to have to bounce back, and they're going to have to make a statement that they're not they're not rolling over for anybody. I think they're going to win this game. I'll take them to win it, and the Texans to cover that five and a half point spread. Next, we have the Bears at the Giants. Uh, again, a couple of teams that don't really know how to score uh, or throw the football that well. Uh, should be a low-scoring field goal fest. This is going to be your most field. This is going to be the most field goals is going to be in this game. Um, I think the Giants are definitely outperforming Daniel Jones' ability at quarterback, and I'll, I'm just going to take New York in this one just purely because of home field. That's really the only gut feeling I got. So I'll take the Giants to win and the Bears to cover that three-point spread. Next, we have the Seahawks at the Lions. Uh, the Lions are five and a half point favorites, or four and a half point favorites. Excuse me. And, that spread, that's kind of a large that's kind of a large spread for adult, for the Detroit Lions. They gotta be feeling good about themselves. The Detroit Lions probably haven't had a four and a half point favorite spread in a long time. Uh, but the Lions have a better offense. The Lions have a better defense. The Seattle will put up some points, but this the, the Lions should win this game. If they play like they did against the Vikings last week, well I guess that means they would lose because they bottled it in the fourth. But if they play to that sort of style and they keep to keep their offense and defense is still effective, they'll beat Seattle. And I think I'll take Seattle to cover that spread. It might be another like 28-24 game. Uh, next, it's going to be the Browns at the Falcons. Um, Falcons are one and a half point underdogs. Uh, this game being in Atlanta gives them a good chance. I think uh, these defenses aren't aren't great. Um, they'll they'll get exploited. Um, this game might just kind of, this might be your bounce of ball game like whoever gets the bounce of the ball is going to win this game uh, so I'll just take the Browns to win and, and cover that one and a half point spread uh, next we have the Titans at the Colts uh, the Colts are three point favorites uh, this would be the noon game that I would probably watch if I wasn't if I wasn't going to be playing a soccer game um, both teams have severely underperformed and but both teams are coming off of a win um, it's important to note that both teams have about 20 trillion injuries so it's just kind of a toss up here no real gut feeling on this one i guess i'll take the colts to win it um home field and all that uh, and i'll take the titans to cover that spread next we have the commanders at the cowboys the cowboys are three and a half point favorites uh, they definitely needed that win against the commanders um and are they two and one now are the cowboys two and one i think they might be i, I cannot for the life of me remember yeah, I think they're two and one. I think they are two and one. Um, I, I I think the Dallas defense is a little bit better than the Washington defense in this one. Um, Cooper Rush, you know, it's it's all gonna be about can Wentz. What kind of Wentz are we gonna get today, and can that Wentz beat Cooper Rush? That's kind of the main question here. Um, both offenses kind of have their own strengths and weaknesses, but I'll take the Cowboys to win this one and to the Commanders to cover that spread. Next, we have the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are three and a half point favorites. Um, 
I kind of have to expect a huge bounce-back victory for the Bills here uh, after the Ravens came off a good win and the Bills coming off of a weird loss. Um, everything inside of me is telling me to take the Ravens that upset. Everything inside of me is telling me, trust Lamar Jackson, trust that offense. Yeah, the defense and the secondary is a little bit shaky. Just trust him. Trust him to get it done at home. And I love Lamar this year, but oh, I, it pains me. It really pains me. But I'll take the Bills to win this one and cover that uh, three-and-a-half point spread. Uh, well, I guess they're three-and-a-half point. They're underdogs, so. but whatever. Uh, next, we have the Jaguars at the Eagles. The Eagles are six-and-a-half point favorites. That uh, that spread is totally earned for the Eagles. Um, it's time really. It's really here. It's just kind of time to find out if the Jaguars are the real deal. Um, and they don't need to win that this game to prove that to me. They just kind of need to cover that spread, I think, to prove it to me. The Eagles have destroyed their last two opponents. Um, and if the Jags keep it close the whole game or only lose because of one bad error, this team might find its way into my top ten. Um, but if the Eagles go out there and do what they did to the Vikings and the Commanders, then my opinion of this team probably won't change too much. Um, I'll put my belief in Trevor Lawrence, though. I'll take the Eagles to win and the Jags to cover. Next, we have the Jets at the Steelers. Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites somehow uh, because, my God, the Steelers team is hard to watch every weekend. They don't fucking move on offense. They don't. They let you do whatever they want on defense. Um, the Jets' offense is at least functional with Flacco, while the Steelers' offense isn't with Trubisky, and the Jets' defense isn't completely terrible. Despite losing to the Bengals last week, I know I picked the Jets to have an upset to the Bengals last week, I think they're actually going to do it this weekend against the Steelers. Uh, another AFC, AFC North? That's AFC North. Another AFC North division foe. I think they'll get it done. I'll take the Jets to win this one. Uh, next, Cardinals at Panthers. Panthers are one and a half point favorites. Uh, I don't really know what to think of this, this game, or these two teams for that matter. Uh, all I know is that Kyler Murray is better than Baker Mayfield. So I'll take the Cardinals to win and I guess, yeah, they won't need to cover because they're technically dogs in this one. I'll just take the Cardinals to win here. Um, next, the Broncos at the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are two-point favorites. They are 0-3. Uh, the Broncos are 2-1, but the Raiders are two-point favorites. Uh, and I think that's that's fair because all the Raiders have to do to win this game is score at least two touchdowns. Score 14 points, the Broncos won't be able to win. They can't score the ball. Uh, surely, surely the Raiders can score two touchdowns, and then th that's it. That's all you need. Um, I wouldn't have guessed this Raiders team to start 0-4, so for that reason, I'll take the Raiders to win uh, and the Broncos to cover in a close one. Next, I have the Pat the the Patriots at the Packers. Uh, the Packers are ten and a half point favorites. That is a large, large spread for a terrible team. I think the Packers are terrible. Uh, well, I don't really know what to think, but God, they are not. They are not ten and a half point favorites against the Patriots. Good. They are not that good. Largest spread of the week. Good. No, sir. The offense will get just as stuffed as it was last week. I'll take the Packers to win, but the Patriots are going to cover that spread. Next, we have the Chiefs at the Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucks are two and a half point underdogs. 
And I think the Chiefs' defense is going to prove itself here against a team who's beaten up on the offensive side. Um, the special, like I said, the special teams' mistakes can't continue. Um, it's it's definitely something that can kill you. But the Bucks' defense will be the defining factor. It's kind of a question of can they hold the Chiefs' offense long enough and just kind of keep themselves in this game until the very end. Um, I'll take the Chiefs to win, though, and cover that 2.5-point spread. Next, we have the Rams at the 49ers. I think this is the Monday night game. I think this is the last game of the weekend. Um, I think the Rams will need to get themselves together here, and there's no better time to do that against a division rival. That's week four. By week four, you should have it figured out. You know, in college football, you can it can take you to about week four or five to get yourself figured out and kind of know what your team really is. In the NFL, it should really only take one week. You get one free week in that week one game. That you should be figured out. You should have figured yourself out by week two. Rams, I still don't think they figured themselves out, and we're four weeks in. They need to do it right now against the division rival. These two head coaches have been going at it for a while, and they're going to continue to go at it for a while. You know, I put the Rams ahead of the 49ers in my top ten for a reason, though. Uh, I love the 49ers. I just think their their injuries are a little bit more significant than the Rams are. Um, I just. I didn't see what I what I would have liked to see out of the 49ers against that uh, the Denver in that in that Bron- in that game last weekend, um, and until they can they can prove me otherwise, they might continue to fall out of the top ten. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna take the Rams to win this one. They are underdogs in this one, right away in San Francisco. They don't have to travel very far though. Uh, I'll take the Rams to the, to win this one uh, for my last prediction of week four. So that's it. Uh, we went seven and nine last weekend. I don't think I could get it. It couldn't get any worse. Surely, surely it can't get any worse than last weekend. We'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, as far as recommending games to watch, well, the Dolphins is Thursday and the Vikings and Saints ones in the morning. But for a noon game, uh, Titans and Colts would be the one that I would personally tune into. Um, and then I think. Bills at Ravens is the three o'clock is a three o'clock game. Um, otherwise, if that's a noon game, I would tune into that. But I think that's the three o'clock game. So if there's an afternoon game that you would that you might uh, need a recommendation of watching, I would choose Bills at Ravens. Um, but if not Bills at Ravens, Jags at Eagles. Very interesting to see what what comes of that game. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna be it for this episode of the Seastring Podcast. I hope you enjoyed. We will come back same time next week. As I said last episode, this is going to be a weekly thing until the NHL rolls around because I want to incorporate some sort of NHL thing into these episodes. Um, So at least until then, uh, which is just right around the corner, it starts like October. The Penguins' first game, I think, is October 13th against the Coyotes. But there's a couple of games before that even that start on like the 11th and 12th. So that's super exciting. That's only in like 12 days. Can't wait for that. But we'll skip over that for now. Hope you guys enjoyed. And I will see you guys next time on the C-Stream Podcast. Bye-bye.